Need a boost of energy? Complete Family Care is giving vitamin B12 shots for just $20. Do you hate to wait at the doctor's? At Complete Family Care, no appointment is necessary. Just walk in and get treated. Three Valley locations to serve you. Decatur and Flamingo, East Lake Mead Road and Belmont, and Green Valley Parkway and Sunset. At Complete Family Care, no waiting means you see the doctor right away and have your blood work and x-rays done during your visit. No running around town. Check them out at completefamilycare.net. That's completefamilycare.net. We accept all major insurances, Medicaid, and Medicare. Visit us at completefamilycare.net. All right, another edition, another edition. We are back. We had some fun this weekend. I got my sidekick, my right hand with me. Brooks is in the building. Brooks, what a wonderful weekend of sports, especially our UNLV running Rebels. We had a we had a good time on Saturday night, right? An absolute blast, Mark. I mean, what a great game by UNLV. They came out, and and really, we're probably going to start with the Raiders, but there's two different teams there. Yes. And the one thing that you mentioned and that I felt that whole game was no quit right it was electric it was electric i mean we i mean i know we're gonna we're gonna dive into you and lv let's talk let's get to our favorite uh, team in las vegas right yeah well, were you fooled a little bit by the raiders and what they did uh pulling out that win in denver and how they played did you think they were gonna do the same thing I was optimistic, to tell you the truth. I kind of was drinking the Kool-Aid after week one. I said, okay, this is who we are. You know, we got a shot. The defense played pretty well in Denver. And so I was excited because I saw, okay, maybe the the, the additions that we got on defense. And, you know, I just felt like there was an opportunity if they could play well defensively to win a game. And I think they have to play well defensively to win any game because I just don't see them scoring a whole bunch of points with Jimmy G at the helm. Yeah. You know, I was, it was almost a tell of two games, right? Like it was week, it was like week one. It was like, okay, but they were playing a Broncos team that put up 33 points this past weekend and they actually looked better this week, right? Yep. So I think the Raiders got them at the right time. They get a chance to play them again later in the season. So we'll see what happens there. But, I was not surprised because I've always had a little hesitation when it came to Garoppolo, not only just his health, but just how he kind of, how he, how he like, uh, does things, right? He's not really, doesn't look like a team guy to me. Like he doesn't, he don't really show emotions. He don't really get too high. He don't get too low. I, and I think a big part of that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's, he was the guy in San Francisco. And he got hurt, right? He's the guy here with the Raiders. And he almost plays to me like not to not get hurt. He's playing the game very timid, very kind of like. Very conservative. I'm throwing it to anybody, right? And that's what I, that's really what I took from this game against Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo, I think was a better team, but I just watched Garoppolo. And I watched his, how he carried the game. He didn't look like the general. He didn't look like a field general. He just looked at like, kind of like what he is, like a backup. He's kind of a, just a backup guy that's making a lot of money right now. I didn't people, and this is something that most people don't really see. And I'm going to tell you this just from a football eyes. When they had bad plays or four, four, three and outs and they got off the field, I didn't see him 
like gathering gathering the troops troops and saying hey man look this is what we're gonna do let's we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get it back on this next play i didn't see that scene anymore let's go sit by himself kind of get the ipad and look at the ipad but really didn't correct none of the things in that whole game didn't really make no changes made a lot of mistakes yeah and and in, i think the fact that the raiders just couldn't run the ball at all they didn't even they mean attempt that he had nine carries for negative two yards get out of here i mean really yeah I, I don't even know how you do that with josh jacobs the number one running back in the last two years he had the most yards in the last two years from scrimmage and so i think what happens is is if you can't run then you see the real jimmy g you're right and 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 he's a guy who manages a game. You say he's a backup quarterback, but he's got a great record. He does. You know, he and, really does. And, but I don't see anything that's like that wows me with Jimmy G. No, there's not a lot of magic in there. It's nothing that even wows me. Where when you look at when you look at a uh 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 Josh Allen, or when you look at a uh some of these Trevor Lawrence, you look at these guys that are the at the helm of their team, you you see fire in their eyes. You can just see that they passionate about what they're doing. And with Jimmy G, I just see kind of lackadaisical, kind of, you know, nobody's behind him threatening him at all, right, yeah. as far as the quarterback who's up next. He's got a Hoyer and a rookie, yeah. right? So I don't, I just don't see that same energy that I want from my starting quarterback. Yeah, you right? want him to lead. Gather the troops Gather the teammates and say, look, I'm going to get you the ball. Or uh, you did this. Let's do this. You know what I mean? He's not doing yeah. the, uh, things like from my starting quarterback. When I, and I'm not putting him in a category with Tom, a Tom Brady or even a Aaron Rodgers. But you see that leadership in yeah. these guys. Is Jimmy G a real leader or is just Jimmy G just an, a pretty decent quarterback that's making a lot of money? All right. So. If you had to pick today, would you take Derek Carr or would you take Jimmy G? Derek Carr. Me too. I watched Derek Carr yesterday, last night, and yeah. I and I and I dissected his game. Derek Carr is going, but Derek, I I, I like his passion. That's He's fair. Passionate yeah. about it, and he makes he throws the ball down the field. Correct. Jimmy G. I mean, he threw an interception. It was a seven yard pass, and I'm like, wait a minute, why are you why are you throwing it to the Milano, who's on the Buffalo Bills, and your player fell down. Why throw that ball? Why not just eat it and take a sack? Yeah, you know, so it's just a lot of things with Jimmy G that I'm going like, ah, is he gonna make 16 games? Ah, is he is he is he is he a real leader? Your quarterback has to be your leader, right? On offense, yep. uh, not the receiver, not the running back. It has to be your quarterback, and not saying he's the only because it's, it's some guys. If you go down the list and you can see. I just don't see no fire. When I look in his eyes and I look at the little things, you know, just being a former fool. Do I want to play with Jimmy G? Like, uh, right. Yeah. What are you doing? Do you wake up on Monday and go, he gives me a chance to win? Right. I I don't know. I truly don't know. I think because he was under that Belichick tree, everybody's like, oh, he can play. He's the next Tom Brady because he played behind Tom Brady. That's like saying. Zach Wilson is the next Aaron Rodgers because he played behind him for the last four months, right? right. <laughs> That's like kind of saying the same thing, right? So I and I see the difference that people look at Jimmy G, and I think it's more now it's they hope 
he can be better than Derek Carr because we got rid of Derek Carr. Nine-year starter here, and, yeah. and we got rid of him and brought in Jimmy G because McDaniels wants to bring him his own guys. I am not – I've never been sold on Jimmy G. Yeah, apparently not. So let's let's transition now over to the to the defense. Right. What do you think of their play? No, no pass rush. Um, no, 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 no real leader. Max Crosby kind of disappeared. I didn't really see him. Maybe they did a good job, Buffalo, of staying away from him. But even when it was pass plays. He didn't get no pressure. He yeah. didn't get, he didn't make no Max Crosby plays. Right. Um, and they gave up 38 points. <laughs> I mean, you give up 38 points. They first drive, they first series, they went out, scored a touchdown. Okay. I was like, all right, it's going to be a game. Buffalo's coming off a tough loss to the Jets. So right. they were, they were hungry and at home. And then the Raiders just went flat, cold. I said, well, the Raiders just went back to the locker room and decided not to come back. Josh Allen. 31 of 30, I mean, 37, I mean, 31 of 37, 274 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He had a 78 quarterback rating. James Cook. Now listen to the tale of two running backs. Josh Jacobs is more superior than James Cook. James Cook, 17 carries, 123 yards and 7.2 yard average. So the defense didn't play well. At all. This is a second year running back from Georgia. Right. <laughs> not, that's not Dalvin Cook. That's James Cook. <laughs> okay. That's James Cook. 123 yards against the Raiders. So their defense actually really took 10 steps back when you look at the productive, the production right. that the Buffalo Bills offense had against them, even their receivers. Right. Yeah. There was 13 Raider first downs. 29 Buffalo first rounds, 250 Opposite. yards. I mean, 450 yards for Buffalo against our defense versus 240 yards for the Raiders. I mean, it was a pretty, it was as lopsided as lopsided can get. And a lot of those yards came in the first drop. I mean, the first series, right? Because <laughs> yeah. Devontae Adams only has eight, six catches, 84 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown was in the first series and he had probably about 40 yards on that drive and thereafter nothing disappeared right and like i said i mean so what's your buffalo's defense good yes are they great no and they made the raiders look almost like a youth football team playing on a saturday that's how they look pretty harsh pretty harsh so what did you think of the coaching well <laughs> look at the score, right? I look at I look at McDaniel's and he's another one. I just, I don't know I don't know Brooks. I mean, you've played sports. I mean, I, I want to look in somebody's eyes and just know like God, he that fires in his eye. I don't see that in McDaniel's yeah. eyes either. Like I see him, yeah. but I don't see him like gathering the troops like we talked about Jimmy G. I don't see him going. All right, look, we we gonna fix this. We gonna correct. Even in his press conferences, I'm like. Yeah. You're not a Pretty you're not vanilla. a people coach. Pretty you're not vanilla. a player coach. No. I'm not running through a wall for McDaniels. I'm not I'm not running through a wall for McDaniels, right? And I think his again, the Belichick curse. It's a curse and it's it could be you know like a bad thing coming from that Belichick tree because everybody wants you to be like Belichick. And nobody is. And nobody is. And nobody will be. Right. Like Belichick. And I think that's what I seen with McDaniels. I mean, when you look at you have the best running back in football, bar none, 
two years in a row leading rusher, and he has t- minus two yards. Right. You put all your marbles on Jimmy G. You paid him a, a lot of money, and now you want Jimmy G to win games for you. And you got Josh. Mc- I mean, you got Josh uh, Jacobs behind you. He had nine carries for minus two yards. Yeah, that, that's that is never ever ever going to get it done, and that exposes the Raiders in the worst way. Yeah. So we got Pittsburgh up next. Yes, they're coming off. A bizarre win last night. A very bizarre. <laughs> and they're coming into town on Sunday, home opener. Mm-hmm. And I, I consider it a very winnable game. I'm not impressed with Pittsburgh either. Which team shows up for the Raiders? Denver or Buffalo? I'm asking you, which yeah. one shows up? Well, I got to tell you, uh, I, I even if somewhere in between show up, Give you have to feed Jacobs. Right. If Jacobs don't have at least fifteen to sixteen carries on Saturday or Sunday, they lose. Yeah, over eighty, hundred yards. He needs he him. He is your workhorse. Right. Right. Not Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Will go only as far as Josh Jacobs goes because you've seen it, right? Right. You've seen what happened. Josh Jacobs was nowhere to be found. Guess who was nowhere to be found either. Jimmy G because he didn't have that safety blanket. Right. He didn't he have that blanket. All day. Yeah. The line wasn't blocking. That's been their, that's kind of their weakness is their offensive line. So I don't think they went out and spent enough money on the offensive line and it got exploited against Buffalo because Buffalo has a really good defensive line. Yeah. Uh, that kid Oliver is <laughs> a monster right. in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Taking on double teams and their offensive line is very vulnerable and they're very weak that i think that's been always our achilles heel has been our offensive line you get rid of Derek carr but you bring in garoppolo he's not mobile he's not gonna run away from anybody he's gonna sit in the pocket and you have to line up and you have to block four or five seconds for jimmy g to even be productive this game on sunday and again we'll get a chance to recap it if jacobs doesn't have at least 15 carries 75 to 100 yards rushing if they don't feed him they're gonna let a pittsburgh team who's almost identical to the raiders almost identical to the raiders because first week they got blew out by san francisco second week they played a mediocre cleveland team and they had two off they had two defensive touchdowns right I'd say they're a little stronger on defense for sure. Yeah. No, I, but I mean, when I look at, when I look at Pittsburgh and I look at the Raiders and I go, if I go D line, linebackers, linebacker, uh, DBs, it's about, it's about player for player. You got Crosby. They got, we got Crosby. They got Watt. Right. They, they have a whole new linebacking core. We have a whole new linebacking core. Right. They have a whole new secondary core led by Patrick Peterson and Kirkpatrick, who was there couple of years but he got hurt yeah so peterson's been in the league 12 14 years and you look at our secondary we have marcus peterson right <laughs> who's a 10-year vet hobbs and hobbs and you got you got the kid maureen maureen from tcu who's the that's the, the safety spot so in so many ways pittsburgh and the raiders are kind of similar when it comes to 
by positions. Yeah, I could agree with that. And Najee Harris not having a great year either. No, he. He's I mean, he didn't have but thirty yards. I think if in that. that. Game. Yeah, uh, he was, he was eight not carries. Not the backup yeah. had better runs than Najee Harris. Yeah, and I kind of seeing the same thing out of Pittsburgh that you are with the Raiders and a lot. You know, they had one bomb. And it but was not, a catch and run kind and of, and not much after that, you know. So yeah, and know. two touchdowns on defense—that's unheard of. You get the first play, a pick six, and then <laughs> you can't count on that. You cannot count on that. But I think the Raiders again, and just as we cl- we close out our Raiders segment, the Raiders have to be more productive in the run game because they have actually have three really good running backs: Zamir White, Josh Jacobs. And they also have a rookie, Trey Tucker, who's the, like the third guy. They have a good nucleus of a one-two punch, and they're not using. I don't think they was able. I don't think McDaniel's did a real good job of using, utilizing his his talent. Right. He relied on game planning. Yeah, he relied on Gop. He he went into that game and said, Garoppolo, 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 Josh and- Jacobs, nowhere. And where's Hunter Renfro? Is he on a beach? <laughs> One or? catch in two weeks. One catch. Two. Weeks. Not even. They're not even looking Hunter Renfro's way. I know, but if you're a team that's going to grind down the field and and dink and dunk everything, Hunter Renfro's got to be part of your offense. Has to be. And your tight end's got to be part of your offense. In the last two years, Hunter Renfro has been productive, pretty solid yeah. for the Raiders. Another guy, if Jacoby Myers. Comes out of uh, concussion protocol, mm-hmm. Renfro will be back on the bench. And I hate yeah. to say that, yeah. but that's just the truth, right? Jacob, Jacoby Myers, if he passes uh, concussion protocol this week, yeah. Hunter Renfro will be back on the bench. And, and he's better. Try to, I mean, maybe try to deal him, try to yeah. get something for him. Right. Right. So I, I, and just our take on the, on the Raiders. Again, you listen to Vegas Sports Nation. Um, yeah, we are. Well, no, nah, nah, we don't need to, do we? I'm all right. Let's go. Let's all right, go. let's let's, let's go. jump right into it. Let's talk about some positive. UNLV. Let's talk about the running rebels. Woo. Rebels, rebels. Now I got to tell you, the rebels. That was most exciting, entertaining. It was a point where we were like, let's let's. It's this might be it. <laughs> 17 nothing, right? 17 to nothing. Nothing's going right. The wheels are falling off. For Quarterback gets hurt. Quarterback goes down. The wheels are falling off. Nothing is going right, right? Nothing. And what do they do? They don't quit. They didn't they give up. They don't quit. And who let them? A freshman. And where's he from? Liberty. There you go. Right here in Nevada. Yeah. They had a collect. I mean, this this UNLV team. I got to tell you, I we were we were talking about it. Remember, we was like, okay, as it got towards the end middle of the game, we was like, okay, it can go to overtime, kick a field goal, somebody's gonna win. This team, I don't think. I think I was. We were right on last week, right about yeah. the Michigan game. Right. We said, hey, this team, no matter what. And who they plan, they're not going to quit. And it's hard to beat a team that never quits, right? They had some fight. They could have quit at 17 nothing. The game is over. And they could have quit when they had it down 29 14. Yeah. And they came roaring Roaring. back and took the lead. They could have quit then. They could have quit. They could have quit a couple of times in that game. Oh, yeah. And and nobody probably would even, they would just be like, oh, that's UNLV again. But that's a wild game. Yeah. It was a wild (laughs) game. Field goal hit hit the post. Yeah. Uh, then you had two pick sixes. Is that right? One for each team. Yep. 
You had so two. It was absolutely bananas. Yeah. The things that happened in this game and the ebb and the flow and the ebb and the flow and then UNLV in a game in the past, really, they usually lose. Right. They, they, they're just classically losing these games for a long period of time that they flipped it on an SEC team and they won. Yeah. And that was really exciting and really fun to see for UNLV. Um, in the post game presser, uh, Odom was talking a little bit about how he runs side-by-side practices so everybody gets reps. Right. Side-by-side rap practices, side-by-side. So he's running essentially two practices all the time. Yes. All the time. And very difficult to do for a coaching staff to keep everybody focused and to manage that much. But it paid off because your number one tackler was um, uh, Tompkins. Tompkins. And Tompkins came in. He's, he's, he's the backup. Right. Because the other guy got, got ejected. He got ejected. Yeah. And who was your number, number seven? And, and your number two quarterback came in and played well and played really well. But see, a, these guys are running 128 quarterback passer rating. Yeah. How's and he, that? And he was player of the week for the Mountain West. Oh, he was player of the week nice. in the Mountain West. Him and the kicker. Oh, he earned it. Yeah, he definitely did. He and he did. It. He did some things where you've seen his his. F- He's a redshirt freshman. Let, let me let's let's yeah. me clarify that. He's a redshirt freshman. So he's been in not Odom's system, and his name is Jaden Jaden Mavea? Mayava. Mayava. Okay. Hawaiian from yeah, Liberty yeah. High oh, School. Yeah. So we want to congratulate him on taking this team and putting this on his resume as a fresh a true a redshirt freshman who beat an SEC team and not, I mean like in in a fashion to where was this moment was not too big for him no and he looked actually very comfortable in the game yeah and he you know he he made a couple bad passes he's like that's on me don't worry about it came right back yeah forgot about it then made great passes after great pass after great pass and when he made a mistake he owned it and he just turned around and kept going yeah and that bomb he threw today d jesus i gotta tell you that was pitch that you don't Throw a pass like that unless you're practicing with the players. Like you said, two right. separate practices. Right. They probably run first team, second team, second team, first team. Everybody's kind of running together. So you can just see the chemistry yep. between some of those throws yep. he made and some of those run plays he had. You can see the chemistry he had with some of those starters. So the only question I kind of leave in that game is because – we watched when Brumfield was in, mm-hmm. and the play calling that they had was geared towards a drop-back passer, a pocket passer, and that is not Brumfield. No. But when they made the switch, it's a natural. It was a natural for Maeva. So I don't know if we're going to have a quarterback controversy this week. What do you think? No, I think Brumfield is out. I, I, what I've been I'm just kind of – a little bit in the, and I think Brumfield's out two weeks. That's what I've heard. Okay. Nothing has came out, but I've just heard two weeks. You know, I think a high ankle sprain. Okay. Um, Jaden is your quarterback. He's yeah. your he's your guy. Yeah. He's your guy because you did not hesitate. You had another quarterback that has some football experience on the roster, um, and you yeah. did not even look his way. You brought in a redshirt freshman, so they have the coaches that have confidence in this kid. Yeah, they've seen it in practice. And this kid is this is his team. It's gonna be tough for them if he wins this week against UTEP as the starter full game to 
first quarter to the fourth quarter because he came in kind of late. He was he wasn't he was he was ready. Right. And they always the saying goes. Be ready because you never know when your number going to get called. And this kid's number got called and he was ready. I was so impressed with how he not only handled the team, but he handled the moment and he handled the pressure and the moment of the pressure. Right. And he handled the comeback. Yes. And he went from being way up to being way down. Or was he started way down. Yeah. He went way yeah. up and then to go back and then to and keep be tied. And to be tied and then to take the lead again. And just it was a he did a really, really good job. So next week is UTEP. Yeah. I think it's a winnable game. I do too. And and like again, yeah, I, I UTEP comes in, I mean, they're real and they're not the same UTEP team that we've used to seeing a few years ago where everybody's like, Who's you UTEP? They're scoring all these points right. and covering and I don't think the UTEP team is uh, uh, this UNLV team that I keep going back to this Brooks and it's something I'm probably going to go back to every week that UNLV plays and how they perform that Michigan game. Yes, it was a loss. I think those kids grew up. I think they I think they I think they watched and and found some confidence in themselves. Mm-hmm. Their plan like Coach Odom is preaching. Yeah. Like they're listening. They are bought they have bought into right. what he's selling. Right. When I interviewed him and we had him on the station when he first got the job, the only thing I remember in that whole 15 minutes uh interview is him saying, We're never going I'm gonna bring a team and players that don't wanna quit. We gonna fight every game, whether we're winning by a lot or we losing by a lot. He didn't lie. No. He did. He, he, and you witnessed it. Cause remember last week I was saying the same thing about Michigan. I was like, they lost, but that team just kept ticking and ticking and ticking and mm-hmm. ticking. And they turned the corner. Vanderbilt is the bottom of the SEC. A lot of people will say that, right? But it's UNLV that beat an SEC team. Right. And you're still in the SEC. It, it, it doesn't matter. Right. That. The bottom of the SEC is the top of the Mountain West. Correct. <laughs> right? Because that Vanderbilt team can probably beat any other team in the Mountain West. Right. UNLV, 2-1. and one. UTEP this week, they come back on the, the 30th with Hawaii, which, you know, we may or may not attend that game. But um, I got to tell you, this UNLV team, with the performance that we both witnessed with our own eyes, right? We didn't just hearsay or see it on we were there live in person so this UNLV team is a mirror of their coach and that's what I'm so much I'm I'm impressed by that I think these guys on the UNLV uh, uh, roster I think a lot of those players they'll run through a wall for Odom they got Hunky Cooper who's another guy that you'll run through a wall for and they seemed excited about playing football, and there was energy at the on the UNLV bench the whole game. Yeah, and there was energy Exciting. in the stadium. Excited, there was a lot of energy in that stadium. The fans were going absolutely crazy. You know, there's twenty some odd thousand fans there, but they were making noise. They were excited the whole game, and every, every one of them will be back. Yeah, for sure. So let's go to break. Yeah, let's take a short time out again. Right. I think UNLV gets the win against UTEP. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll dive more into UNLV after they get back off the road. There All right. Go. Sports, Vegas Sports Nation. We'll be back on the other side. 
Need a boost of energy? Complete Family Care is giving vitamin B12 shots for just $20. Do you hate to wait at the doctor's? At Complete Family Care, no appointment is necessary. Just walk in and get treated. Three Valley locations to serve you. Decatur and Flamingo, East Lake Mead Road and Belmont, and Green Valley Parkway and Sunset. At Complete Family Care, no waiting means you see the doctor right away and have your blood work and x-rays done during your visit. No running around town. Check them out at completefamilycare.net. That's completefamilycare.net. We accept all major insurances, Medicaid, and Medicare. Visit us at completefamilycare.net. Specialize in, but I also enjoy baking desserts. Are you looking for some fresh jalapeno cheddar buns? Or how about some ciabatta and soft pretzels? Hi there, my name is Katura, owner and baker at Santura. Need rolls for a barbecue? Or just because you want some fest break bread? You can order online at santurabaking.com. That's S-A-N-T-U-R-A baking.com. I pride myself on customer service with personalized attention. All right, welcome back. Vegas Sports Nation right here on AM 1400 and 107.1 FM. It is your two favorite host. We are back on the air. We're excited to be back. It's like uh, vanilla and chocolate. <laughs> the, the Brooks and Mark show. It's the vanilla. It's vanilla and chocolate. Yes. Whoa, whoa. And Brooks is the chocolate. I'm the vanilla. <laughs> so we're happy to be back on the air. This is something we, I mean, I've been knowing Brooks a long, uh, we've been knowing each other a long time. Our daughters are f- 24, 25. We've been knowing each other 20, probably 20 plus years. Absolutely. We've been knowing each other a long time, a long time. man. We Watched start, each other. You put it in that perspective. Now I feel <laughs> no, it, we still we still ticking. We still we've been I've been knowing Brooks just our backstory. Been knowing Brooks a, a long time. We've always had a really good relationship, and we we just you know we we really we really know each other, absolutely <laughs> ins and out. So, all right, let's so dive we, into it. Let's talk about another good uh basketball team that we have here in Las Vegas, right? Your Las Vegas Aces. And are are they primed for a uh repeat? I'm telling you, I was nervous going into it. They had some losses at the end of the season and then so I so I said I'm, I so I went to the game on Wednesday. Yeah, I remember. And, and you could not have scripted a more perfect victory in the way they played. I mean, they shut them down defensively. Okay. In the first half, they had 36 points, total points, 36 points. And they, and that was on 35% field goal shooting. So you got to know when they're walking in the, into the locker room that they have to change something dramatically in order to, you know, and you know, it was like a 19 point lead. And so they're like, and I, you know, when they went to the locker room, they're staring at each other and saying, how on earth are we going to manufacture enough points to beat the aces with this defense and then on top of that we talked right about spreading it out a little bit you can't have just the big three or the big four well in that game five ladies and double double digits perfect (laughs) balanced scoring chelsea gray was on fire i mean i mean it was just a it was a great game and then on top of that they turn around on sunday right and they hold them to 29 points in the first half. Okay? So, at that stage, Chicago, stick a fork in them, goodbye. 
and they did the same thing. They had four players in double figures. Chelsea Gray had nine points, so just consider it double figures, and they blew them out, but they blew them out with defense. Yeah, They were smothering, and Stokes in the middle was a beast both games, so she's playing really, really good basketball right now. And so once again, Becky Hammond, she knows her team. She's got them ready to go. The bench got a little shorter all of a sudden. And Becky Hammond's got her players, and she knows. She just is, she, she's, she seems like she's so in tune with her players yeah. and, and knows what strings to pull through the course of a game in order to lift them, in order to, you know, to put them in the right situation, when to call a timeout, and, you know, and what plays to call. And so I am more optimistic than I was in the beginning of the playoffs that they got a legitimate shot to double down and win their second WNBA crown. Yeah. And and you know something about this team, they have and I and I and I I'm going to just say the the big 4. It's very it's very hard to play the way they play in as many games as they play, the road trips, the the, the practices. You got to you add all that up, summer ball, fall ball, you you add all that up. And these girls have been healthy. Right. Uh, for the most part, they have had a few injuries off, you know, players like Candace Parker got hurt and, you know, a couple. Of, but for the most part, the big four have played consistent minutes every single game. Right. That's why this team has won over 34 games. Right. And only lost six. Right. And why they have home court advantage. Yes. And that and that and that it wears you down. Right. Because now they don't have to travel. No. And Dallas and they get a rest. Right. Dallas is playing tonight and they're playing Atlanta. And if that game goes to a third game, whoever wins it will have had to travel, will have had to deal with extra games. Yeah. And the Aces are resting from Sunday to Sunday, essentially. A week. A whole, a, week. A whole week. And that's like a month. Right. For these girls. Yeah. And for yeah, because you can heal from your injuries. Yeah. If you have an injury or even Nick's I mean, I don't know like Asia, injuries. 30, yeah. 38 points. You're getting banged. You're yeah. in the middle. You haven't missed a, you know, a game? uh, no games. <laughs> so, and the way she plays is kind of just like a, like a linebacker. She plays very aggressive. So, yeah. Injury free basketball in this day and age, that's, that, that's unheard of. Right. And she missed MVP by one vote. She was defensive player of the year. Yeah. But she missed MVP by one vote. So that might be some motivation. Right. To win a crown. I bet, I bet she'll give up the MVP. Oh, yeah. To, uh, to have another parade. She is 100% that person. The parade. So they bring it around next Sunday. Yeah. Here in Vegas at, uh, Michelob Arena. Yeah. Inside the Mandalay Bay, two o'clock. So Atlanta, we don't know. Dallas. Atlanta or Dallas. So we don't know who we're playing, but we know where we're playing. And I think whoever comes into town is going to be have some real problems. I don't think it even matters. I don't even think it matters who comes either. to town. I really the, don't. the Aces are rolling. They're probably ready to play right now, Brooks. I bet if we, yep. um, they're practicing right now. They're probably had a day or two off just to rest and yep. be with family, but they're ready to roll. Right? You don't want to stop a train when it's rolling. No, uh, seven days might be too long. Too long for them. Right. They might come out flat yeah. just because they've been playing consistent basketball. That's one thing I've noticed. Even the couple of times we've been to the game, me and you went to a game together. You've been to a game, uh, multiple occasions. This team leaves it all out on the court. Right. And I, and I think it's a combination of the coach. And the players. I think they have this, I think they have players who have a huge will to win. Like a huge will to win. Yeah. And then they've got a coach who's, who's like 
doing the perfect puppeteering. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and knows when the to strings. pull the string and knows when to, what to do. And yeah. so I think that they're, I think they're in a great position. They bought into Becky yeah. Hammond's system and you know where that system came from, right? No. Pop? I mean, look, look at her, look at her, look how she operates, right? Yeah. You don't see a lot of pop in her. I mean, just, just by her demeanor, by how she coaches, she don't sit down too often, right? She's up and she's coaching these girls from A to Z and not just the big four. She's coaching everybody that comes in, everybody that goes out. And she's, she's, she's pretty fiery. She, but, that, but, but I'm saying she has her, I guess her, her coaching tech tactics and how she gives the girls a break, takes yep. them out, puts them back in, men, manages their minutes well. And that's something Popovich used to do because he never had a lot of. Su- uh, Becky has more superstars on her team than Pop, <laughs> than Pop probably yeah. had, unless when he had David Robinson and then Duncan and then yeah. Kawhi. Yeah. You know, he had a mono Ginobili. Yeah. But I just that tree, like we talk a lot about Belichick. Yeah. That Popovich tree with Becky Hammond came away from. Yeah. It's. It's made her a great coach in a short period of time. She's only been a head coach two years, and she's on the cusp of winning her second WNBA championship. So speaking of champions, let's go to uh, Golden Knights. Rookie camp wrapped up. How was that? Yeah, they lost three games. They didn't win a game in rookie camp. But the reality is the Aces aren't drafting early in the draft. They're such a winning team, so they're drafting 27, 32nd. They're never, you know, so they don't really get the premium draft choices. They, they build through free agency. They build through trades. But so there they were some promising things. There's a Brisson as a young guy. He's, he's, he's looking like he's going to be a quality player, and he eventually he's trying to get on the roster. And so, but they start today, as a matter of fact, and, um, they start their skating today with the pros, with the with the regular team. Phil Kessel was on the ice. It was yesterday, I'm sorry. Phil Kessel was on the ice. And so he's a golden knight without a home right now, essentially. So hopefully they could bring him back. He had a rough start to the beginning of the year, but as the year progressed, he started to fit in really well with the Knights, and he really got into the system. And he played very well, and he contributed in the from about the middle of the season till the end of the season. Phil Kessel played very well and he's a workhorse he's, he's the he's got the longest streak of consecutive games in the nhl so he's a guy you can count on night in and night out and he's very cerebral yeah so he's a good guy to have on your team and then they got comtois another kid and they picked him up from anaheim he's gonna be challenging for the third or fourth line to fill a spot there so um overall i think they're in a good spot and there there's practices starting they've got a game uh, i think this week against san jose Wow, it's it's wow. Seemed like it was yesterday. (laughs) We're 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 hoisting the Stanley Cup, right? And now here they are getting ready for uh, their upcoming season. Another championship team that we're gonna be excited to watch and see what they're gonna do this year, right? That's what we're gonna see. So hard to repeat. It's so hard, but the Aces. So hard. I gotta tell you this. I'm gonna say it right now, right here on this show. I think the Aces do it, and then do it in fashion. Like they got, they gonna go up against New York. Yep. Pretty. Sure, right? If yep. uh, crystal ball, I think, and it goes the last game, and that was going to be right here. Yep, 
and Michelob. And they win the championship. Uh, that would be a great story. <laughs> right. Great story. What they need to do, though, is beat Dallas or beat Atlanta in two games so they can rest again. Because they're going up against the, the starters, best team. They're going to play them the whole time for those, those that's a five-game series. Yeah. So they're going to play those guys, those ladies, the the. Whole, oh, yep, you're getting 40 minutes, five games. You get, straight, yes, yeah, you, you got to be ready. minutes a game, be ready. Give us a little bit of update before we go to our break, and then we'll come back and talk some NIL. Let's talk a little bit about the NIL. So right. update on the sports front in Las Vegas, All hockey. Right. Las Vegas uh, aviators, give us A's. Right. Here's the A's. The A's um, are now have requested to put their change of city on the Major League Baseball docket. I really think there's – I think it's a stamp. I really think the only thing in question is where are they going to play once – is are they going to remain in Oakland and play in Oakland? Are they going to play at the Aviator Stadium? Are they going to play in Sacramento? Or are they going to play in the other side of the Bay Area over there? Yeah. Where are the A's going to play after they get approved by Major League Baseball to make the move to Las Vegas? I really think that's the only thing in question. I think it's a foregone yeah. conclusion. I think they come here. They wouldn't let them gone that far. Yep. And the Aviators are right now tonight starting a series. You know, it's a critical series. Round Rock jumped ahead of them in the standings. So they're one game down from Round Rock. they got a six-game series, which is a lot of baseball, to play the same team against their arch-rival Reno. And so that starts tonight, and that rolls all the way through till Monday. And if they have a good series... There's a distinct possibility that they'll win the second half of the year and get to get into the playoffs. So that's pretty exciting. So support the Aviators all week. I think it's going to be a real fun week out of the Reno at the ballpark. Yeah, get out there. Like you were saying, when we talked about last week with that that first half, second half, it's in the favor of the the Aviators. Aviators. Yeah, Yeah, they got an opportunity to be in that second half to win it. Champion. Yep, to to win it and go. Uh, your wonderful soccer team, the Lights, lost to El Paso. Hmm. They had 11 shots, but none of them went on goal. Hmm. So I want to get back to the practice field. <laughs> pretty strike. Tragic. You got to strike. You got to get it in the goal. Yeah, you got to shoot Pick it. in the back of the net. You, you got to shoot it at the goal to score yeah, a goal. right. So anyway, so that's pretty interesting. UNLV soccer played uh, played a game at a 1-1 tie against uh, Cal State Cat Fullerton. Fullerton, yep. Yep. And then, uh, but McKenzie Hall is on the UNLV golf team. And this young lady, as a rebel, won her first tournament. Mm, congratulations, Mackenzie. That's a 16-team field, and she came out number one on top in her first golf tournament as a UNLV run, running rebel. So, hey. Congratulations, Mackenzie. Mackenzie Hall. Is she from amazing. Las Vegas? I believe she is from, she's Las, from Las Vegas. Vegas. I think she right went to Coronado High, I think. Coronado High School. Yep. Wow, that's wonderful. Congratulations. So, UNLV Volleyball stacked up three wins. They beat um, Lamar, Portland, and Cop. Coppin State, not exactly big names, I think, in the volleyball world, but they've got another games, another set of games coming up tonight, and they've got another game this week we'll just touch base on real quick. That's kind of a quick rundown of what's happening in UNLV, UNLV sports. the world of Rebels, and we cover UNLV sports and, and anything sport-wise in Las Vegas, right? We're, we're good about that. We always talk about each sport, and we want to make sure we highlight each sport. So if you're listening out there to Vegas Sports Nation, it's just not one team we just focus on. We try to focus on every team here in Las Vegas and make sure we give you as much information about the Las Vegas scenery when it comes to sports. And uh, in a minute, we're going to have uh, Major League Baseball, Major League Basketball, I mean, uh, w- uh, NBA. It's going to be a yeah, we'll be a, we'll be a, it's going to be a, a full, we'll be a four sports. Season. Yeah. Quick. Uh, in the next two years or less. At least announcement to bring a team. Yeah. To Vegas. Yep. 
It's coming quick. All right, let's take one final break, real quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll wrap it up. A little NIL. We'll talk. If you uh, don't know about the NIL, get some information right here on our next and final segment, and then we'll talk our best bets for the weekend and see what Brooks got. He know who I'm taking for college. He already know who I'm taking. Need a boost of energy? Complete Family Care is giving vitamin B12 shots for just $20. Do you hate to wait at the doctors? At Complete Family Care, no appointment is necessary. Just walk in and get treated. Three Valley locations to serve you. Decatur and Flamingo, East Lake Mead Road and Belmont, and Green Valley Parkway and Sunset. At Complete Family Care, no waiting means you see the doctor right away and have your blood work and x-rays done during your visit. No running around town. Check them out at completefamilycare.net. That's completefamilycare.net. We accept all major insurances, Medicaid, and Medicare. Visit us at completefamilycare.net. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Vegas Sports Nation. It is chocolate and vanilla. Mark and Brooks, we're here back after a hiatus. We took a little bit of a break. COVID came and uh, we survived COVID. The show took a break. But Brooks, hey, man, I'm so happy to be back here sharing every Tuesday with you right here on AM 1400 and 107.1 FM. Yeah, it's an absolute delight, Mark. I'm having a great time myself. And our next topic is NIL, name, image, likeness. And kind of what is that going to do or what is that doing to the college sports landscape? Yeah. All right. For the first, the pro, because I am a former athlete, so I got to give you the pros of it. What I think is, I think it's great for college athletes to be able to make money legally now and not have to be working part time jobs, not have to be uh, getting enticed by agents. Um, And I've seen a lot of that and it's probably more prevalent now. But the positive of that is these guys can actually can do their schoolwork do their, uh, you know, sport, whatever it is, but are making money off their name and their likeness, autograph sessions. That's money that goes into these players' pockets, whereas that stipend that they give out to us when we're athletes, five, six, seven hundred dollars, and, the, in, and the, the coaches are making millions of dollars, it was a disparity. And that's why so many kids got in trouble with uh, Allah. And the one I remember is Reggie Bush. Yeah. He's trying to get his Heisman back now. Now that it's legal, he was one of those kids who's got caught up with an agent and different things like that. So the pros of it, I think it's great for the athlete. Is it? Yes, I think it's great for the athlete because it's a lot of kids that come from nothing and don't have right. anything. They're able to help their parents. They're right. able to put money in their parents. These kids right now can make more. And if they don't go to the NFL, they made some money. And that's what I like about it. Well, and I like that, too. There's also some other benefits that are coming from this. This is spread out into other sports. Yes. You know, the number one. Uh, recipient of NIL money is a girl named Olivia Gymnastics Dunn from LSU, and she's making a million dollars a year because of NIL. But and she's just the poster child for what. Yeah, you and there's some do. other. But there's there's tons the landscape. of other, other athletes that are receiving money, and it's also keeping kids in school a little bit longer. Yes, because if you're sitting on the fence of whether to, hey, I think I'm going to go pro, I got to get a check, or I'm getting some money in college and an education. Yeah. Well, guess what? Kids are staying in college longer and more kids are graduating. And so that's a good thing. 
you know, and that's a wonderful thing. The other thing is, Mark, let's keep it real. You and I both know this. Everybody knows it. They were getting paid all along. Yes. Okay. So all these players, these quality, good players are getting paid all along. And so now all of a sudden, the shady side of it is somewhat disappeared. Of course. And so instead of being under the table and on the down low, all of a sudden now these kids can get compensated for what they're doing and what they're bringing to the table. And, oh, by the way, it's only a multi-billion dollar industry. <laughs> industry, yeah. And it's and, and so finally they get a little bit of some income from this. And if you're from Las Vegas, Mark, you you hear the word NC2A, and if you've been in this city for any time at all, you don't like the NC2A. Right. And that stems from the UNLV basketball program. Oh, of course. So Of course. Nobody, I don't like the NC2A, and I think they're <laughs> a stoic, unbendable, terribly run organization. Right. And I think all of that stoicness and all that inability to adapt is coming back to bite them. Right. Because they're losing power. And the conferences are going to take the power away from the NC2A. Yeah. And that'll probably benefit the kids even more. Because the conferences may be more willing to share some of that money as opposed to the NC2A who just wants to put it all in their pocket and try to control everything. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I I agree with you 100% on that. And I think that another point I want to make before we get to our, our bets of the week or the weekend um it now it prevents agents and uh, um marketing guys and and uh from approaching these young adults right and offering them money and putting it in their face and that's where a lot of these guys got in trouble it wasn't that they were out looking for trouble for when it came to money and gifts and handouts but if somebody is offering me five and i've been in this seen this situation happen right in front of my eyes if they're offering me five or ten thousand dollars you know just to almost do nothing because they think i'm gonna go to the pros and maybe i'll be in with their agent or maybe whatever their whatever their motive is it's hard for a kid that's 18 19 20 21 22 to turn down that kind of money so i think that element gets taken off the table as well and that's a really really sleazy side of the of, business of football and basketball especially and it's and it's it sleazy. and it's more rampant than people even now it's not they can't but it's more rampant than people even knew up until the whole nils came about it is i mean it, i mean this is just like sign with me sign with me here's money here i mean they're almost like vultures mm-hmm. that you can't get away from so um so the only thing that i or one thing i would like to see put into play in nil is I do think you know right now it's regulated state by state. Yeah. And so it's 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 every state's different. It doesn't seem like it's really impacted their capacity to recruit. It hasn't slowed anybody down. I've never heard anybody say, "Oh, well I live in Tennessee and I can't recruit because of our state laws." Have you ever heard that? Nope. No. But I do think they need some structure to it. Right. And I would love to see some structure come into play. Under the premise that the NC2A doesn't, isn't creating that structure because I have no confidence in them and no confidence in their regulatory abilities. And when the NCA2A does something, it happens, it happened four years ago 
we're going to punish today's players, mm-hmm. and we're going to not let you go to a bowl game or be on TV. Right. No, those kids are never. We're even part of this part of the part of the. They punish. Crime. Yeah, they punish the wrong people. Right. And and so what I would love to see is some other self governing thing where maybe we get to the point, Mark, where it's a contract, and they you submit the contract to this clearinghouse. Essentially, they review the contract and approve it, and say, okay. This is this is what both sides have committed to, and that's in agreement with whatever the rules are or a set of rules that are outlined to govern the NIL process. Yeah, my I mean, like you said, I agree with that. We got to get to our best best, but I think that's that has to be a, like a, a board, right? Yeah. Like figure out how to have a committee, yeah. like they do with the Plotters Playoff. Have a committee of people that aren't affiliated with the NC2A. They aren't affiliated. They just a board or a governing body. Right. And I think if they did that, I think that's coming because it is getting messy. It's really messy yeah, now. So, and uh, let's touch on this next Tuesday. Let's just kind of recap. I mean, just kind of finalize it. That way we can talk a little more about the NIL. Cause there's some other things I know we both want to just kind of close with, yep. but um, let's talk about our bets. How about, we got about two minutes. All right. So if you're listening out there, Las Vegas, I am the quintessential bet against. I am <laughs> Whoever two. I take, take the opposite. <laughs> I am 0-2 right now. And I like the Packers this week. And I like the Packers because they've been playing pretty good football. Uh, and I, and for some reason, I'm just not sold on the Saints until Mark reminded me that they have the best defense for over the last eight <laughs> games. They've kept everybody under 20 points for eight or nine games. And so that made me a little bit nervous. So I'm coming out of the gate with the Packers minus two over the Saints. There you go. That's our NFL pick and our college pick of the week. A lot of people are going to be a little surprised by this one. But I am leaning to I don't think Nick Saban is doing a really good job right now i don't think he knows who his quarterback is gonna be he's never had quarterback issues it's uh, uh lane kiffin and uh nick saban i'm going with old miss with the plus seven oh miss with the plus seven all right brooks Mark, it's been a pleasure man great we'll do it week. again next tuesday right we'll see you then get some sleep man get you some sleep we've got to get some sleep <laughs> i know i'll be waking you up every morning at 5 30 but <laughs> we got to get some rest all right so vegas sports nation We'll get back tomorrow or next week. Same time, same place. But, uh, any plans for the week? Yeah, I think I'm going to go to the Aces game. Oh, that's going to be fun. And I think I'm going to go to the Aviators game. There you go. All right. Yeah. So we'll have a, uh, some update for yeah. both of those next week. All right. If you're tuned in regularly or for the first time, it's Vegas Sports Nation each and every Tuesday at 4 o'clock right here on AM 1400 and 107.1 FM. Make sure you guys tune in and get all the day's information about sports, sports, sports. And then also we throw in uh, and talk about some betting. So make sure you guys tune in. We'll be back next Tuesday for same place, same time. All right, B, we're out.